Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Alex Newhook just scored his, I assume, his first goal with the Canadians because I haven't watched um, up until now. I watched the third goal and uh, while we were setting up, and it, it looks like he just scored the goal to put them up. Uh Samsonov made, uh, looks like, let's see, like 12 saves on 16 shots, which, as you were saying before, Desmond, is pretty good, right? I mean, it's more saves than than I've made in the NHL. How, how about you? How many saves you made in zero. the NHL? Zero. Zero. So good for him. Good and, for him. Uh, oh, sorry. I'm really sorry. It's uh, 15 shots, so it's it's still 11 saves. But that's still 11 more than I made. Yeah, I respect Oh, it. no, 16, whatever, either way. It, 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 uh, and then uh, the tying goal looks like it was taken off of a Ryan Reeves penalty, um, a power play goal for the Canadians. That's pretty good. Uh, he's he's young and cheap and skilled, correct? Correct. Uh, but, anyway, the Islanders play on Saturday. Yeah, folks, hold on. Let's, you know, this is, this is the fourth season of Through the Islands, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network and DraftKings. Moving up in the world, the fourth, yeah. the dynasty of podcasts in a way, four four in a row. <laughs> Technically, four <laughs> four seasons in a row, right? Which makes us a dynasty. <laughs> yeah, it's a dynasty pod, you know. <laughs> um, um, yeah, you go ahead. You that's uh, go ahead. Yeah, so it's episode sixty three, and uh, if in case you missed it, you know we we've had our Josh Bailey uh, watch along series salute. Uh, to the god, um, maybe potentially yeah. one jersey uh, only in his career, uh, yeah. Josh. Um, those watch along series, we are trying to continue them uh, on a better note because the last two were L's. Uh, but we're curated we're, by us. <laughs> curated by us. So, we're, but we're trying to get uh, the the people that uh, the two users that upload these games to uh, to upload. We need the uh, game one to the island, Josh Bailey game. That's the next one. So we yeah. start there. That's what's next. But so we had our, our that was our fun little off season series. Um, and it'll continue in spurts yeah. and we'll drop it during downtimes in the season. Um, but anyway, the real deal through the island podcast is back. And uh, just in case you missed our announcements uh, before, the format is uh, such that we are going to be doing this every week, but every other week will be the Through oh, the oh, Island yeah. pod that you know, the lore, the canonical Through the Island pod. And uh, the weeks in between are going to be kind of more uh, snapshot views of, of the week that was and uh, very heavy on the listener questions and Twitter questions. So, uh, cool. If you're following us on, on Twitter, keep an eye peeled for that. 
the way you uh the you called it quick shifts quick yeah. shifts which i like that terminology um yeah so yeah we're just gonna be a little try to be a little bit more consistent and um you know either way there'll be every other week will be the real episodes and then we'll do quick quick little ones uh in the weeks in between and uh the 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 other big announcement is we are committing to bits this year We've had bits in the past, but never anything that we've really taken super seriously. We got a deep, we got a deep roster. We got a pretty yeah. deep roster of bits this season. Um, so uh, two, two that will really be mainstays on the pod. One that we will start off with uh, this episode, and then another that we'll we'll do as we kind of get the temperature for. We can't really do it with no games played, and that is the uh, the situation report. Where kind of like a weatherman, think of uh, our bu- our buddy Scott is going to, you know, just we're going to check in with him uh, every two weeks, and he'll give us a quick report on how the weather is looking in terms of situation, uh, how the Islanders look, and and whatnot. Um, and then the 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 thing that we're going to start this pot off with, maybe we'll start every pot pot off with it. I don't, you know, we'll we'll see where we put it. Is going to be our boo list, which we will be updating every uh every two weeks it's deep it's deep we I, we can't even uh get into it yet i maybe we'll uh the the quick shift that we do next week will uh will start that will be the thing that we talk about that isn't the questions and that's the boo list yeah i mean we can we we, we can give a call well here's here's the back the backbone of the boo list um it is awesome when you boo players that aren't on the Islanders. Yeah. Yeah. Because, because the Canadian media has been still complaining about Islander fans booing um, Tavares. And also I, I, I was seeing some fans be like, Oh, I hate when we boo bubble. Shut up. It's hockey. Shut up. It's not that big a deal. It's funny to boo. It's really cool. You don't understand entertainment value. Be quiet. You're on the boo list. Congrats. (laughs) You're on the boo list. You know what it is? And I'm not even a wrestling guy. It's a wrestling thing, right? It's like a reaction, baby. It's about reaction. Whether, and, and, you know, me not being a wrestling guy is less. I don't like wrestling because I think it is cool it's more like I, I can understand why people have fun watching wrestling. And half of it is villains, heroes and villains, right? Oh, Who are the heroes? Who are the heroes? Those are the faces and those are the Islanders. The Islanders right. are our roster of faces. The rest of the league heals. Right. Except for the avalanche. No, uh, well, we'll no, no, no. <laughs> um, but, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll keep that bullish, uh, uh updated every other week. I mean, you know, a couple a couple names uh, came across our desk uh, during during this off season. Um, uh, oh, uh, Alex DeBrinket, boo list, boo list. Yeah, you were afraid of the bright lights of Belmont, so you went to to be in the uh, the Iser plan, which seems like uh, losing seems and missing the playoffs. So it seems like you're you're really you were built for that plan, judging by the way your career has gone. So every time you touch the puck, boo, we're booing boo. you. We're, yeah, we're booing, booing you. you. We're booing um, you. We're coming for you. Just a little, just a little taste. Uh, John Tavares is still on the boo list. Permanent. Um, yeah, it's a permanent boo list thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's, so let's, let's get going with, uh, let's get going with the pot. So, so, uh, you know, the season is here. Um, we did touch on, we did an episode on the signings. There were no, well, there were no big signings after that no. that that signing episode that we did, but uh, 
you know, this team has come into, has had a camp, has had a preseason. And uh, it, I think it's this team for all the talk about uh, how it's the same roster, it's the same roster, blah, blah, blah. It's very different from the opening night roster that they had a year ago. And, you know, one of the main guys in it, I, and we don't need to get in the minutiae of this yet, but like uh, with Julian Gauthier, like that's a guy that was just kind of a, oh, interesting signing. And now just because of the the way he, his speed has looked on the team, it's like, oh, this is, uh, this is a team that is not going to be, is trying to not be as lumbering, which is, which right. is interesting. Um, seems, it seems like the uh, consensus from training camp, like it, it's one of those things where am I following along update by update? I think that while I don't think that you do either, I think you're more on the pulse of that. I feel like in the group chat, I'm, I'm getting screenshots and it's updates from practice stuff that like comes across your desk and you, and you give it to us. So yeah. I'm getting a little bit of that and then a little bit on my own and the sense that I've and between that and the you know two preseason games that I watched one in full one where it was more like I'm kind of doing something but I got it on um the the key word has been speed that I that that seems to be Lane Lambert's uh big uh, the big change that he wants this season he wants more speed he wants things to be faster is kind of the the language he's been using um you know in post game or you know stuff that you hear uh reporters report on oh you're you're hearing him emphasize speed he wants things faster etc and so forth um so yeah that's that's a good uh that's a good mention the uh I, i'm still i'm having trouble with the pronunciation for now but gutier gothier whatever um i'll get it as brennan burke uh when he tell when he tells he us when, when he yeah. manufactures the consent of what of how to pronounce the name yeah. Um, another big uh, training camp roster thing is that Ross Johnston is uh, has been put on wait was put on waivers and claimed by the Ducks. Uh, uh, the second that he got put on waivers, that was a I said this guy's getting claimed. One of those things where I know the consensus we talked a little bit on the last Bailey Pod has been like you know he gets he gets bullied for his contract a little bit. Um, I genuinely like. Every time he's on the ice, I like the way that he looks, and I, 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 I'm a Ross guy. Not, not, but not a thing where it's like you got to have Ross in the lineup. More of a, uh, it was I don't time. Mind this guy as much as other people. Sure, that's fair, and that's like completely it was fair. Ta- it's, it's, like I, I think it was time. I think, I think, uh, I do think it's redundant to have Matt Martin and Ross Johnson on, the, especially on the, now, on the especially with, with, and I, kind of what we said last episode was that like you know if Ross if if Ross Johnson was a better skater. He'd probably. It, he, I don't know that they would waive Martin, but I think Martin would probably. They'd probably be like, you know, if you don't want us sure. to waive you, you should probably retire. So and for what it's worth, he he had a good season last year. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, had he, he did. And and I think that 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 goes into uh, part of the reason why they're like. And while I do think that that's one of those things where sure, it's entirely possible that a guy who is in his mid thirties who is a fourth line fourth line grinder always has been is good one season could be bad the next yeah i i totally get that but um you know i get i get every reason as to why they waived him and i get why a team like the ducks would pick him up and i'm I'm, as much as i hate those fucking jerseys i'm rooting for the guy uh, yeah i mean the fact that this guy like we said last episode uh absolute labor icon 
over a decade's worth of contract from the Islanders. He's a millionaire. Yeah. He, he's played uh, like a, 170, I think, three or 160. Are you serious? In, That's a lot. In seven years, yeah. That's still a lot for like I know. It, the more the more that I've been doing puck doku, and I've been like kind of just like tracking certain things, and like I check mm-hmm. on guys after I do my chart. I'm like this this guy only played this amount of games, and it's like guys that you know are like yeah. this this guy played 300 games. That's it. And then someone like Ross Johnson's like more than halfway there. Twenty percent of his career happened when the team all had COVID, and he was able to play. <laughs> it took it took uh, an absolute literal plague. For Russ Johnston to get uh, almost half a, a season's worth of games in the NHL, but but uh, you, you know, know, you, know I, what, you know what I say, right? R five two spect or however you would uh, <laughs> number fifty. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> wow, I, I, I I'm. I, I I'm kind of like uh, I'm kind of buzzing right off the it's, it's the first game back and and I had a good camp with the Bo Horvat tweet um, which will be another recurring bit by the way I'll be reporting on what he's what he's actually saying not what the uh, the the mics are being that are being scrambled at U- UBS Arena are saying that he's saying um, but yeah so so I'm I'm com- I'm coming in hot uh, this season. Um, so I the think, opening okay, rosters, yeah, it, go the, ahead, go the, ahead. The roster and well, to bring it from Ross to the, to the opening roster. Cause you know, I just we, made Desmond cry. You're tearing <laughs> up. We're, we were joking. <laughs> okay. 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 We gotta be serious, serious journalistic podcast here. You know, it's the thing about Ross is all the complaints about him. They were valid, right? That this guy like can barely play <laughs> You know, doesn't really do didn't really do much in that in the, in the playing hockey side of things. There's a lot of cardio and fighting. Um, yes, but, and I I mean and that so while he was limited, I feel that his the fact that he stayed in the lineup so long was an indictment of everything that's been developed. And I think that's part of that's part of what's at play now, where you have sure. a, you have a situation where uh, it's very plausible that that uh, a, a guy that played as well as Ju- uh, Julian Gauthier, uh a guy in, in preseason, um, a guy that works his ass off as much as Hudson Fashing, and a guy that is doing the, doing, I don't know, he's he's putting in an effort and he skates well in Simon Holmstrom. Like all three of those sure. guys could be out of the opening night lineup, whereas before it would be Steve Bernier and Ross Johnston. Yeah, guys we like, but only because they wear Islander shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, no, no, Alan Quant. Shout out to the last episode. No, Alan Quant situations. Um, <laughs> Respect to Alan Quant, though. R one six pecked. So the opening roster is set. Um, also, I don't think he wore sixteen, did he? I think it was. I, I think I fucked this up last episode too. It's like thirty. It's like sixty three or something. I don't know. Uh oh my god. Yeah, Canadian scored again. Yeah, yeah, I think my game's ahead of yours when when yeah. shelf. Jesus Christ, the Leafs are terrible. But the 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 opening night roster, I mean, we could be a little bit professional. I can try to read it. Uh, and I guess replace cuz Johnson technically technically was on it, but it was like a paper. That was a thing that even if he 
yeah, it didn't get and, claimed. And I think, and I think it's also that like Simon Holmstrom technically isn't isn't up with the team yet, but just but he's supposed to be. Yeah, it's one of those things. I, all this, all these cap gymnast. Whenever they talk about how if you like take a it's guy, all the teams put him too. down it's all for the teams. A, a couple days, it like moves the number. Like it just, I just say yes. I just say I just say yes, chef, and I keep yeah, it moving. Yeah. Not I my job. It. Not my job. Tell me who's playing. <laughs> Where's the where's the fucking roster? Where where are we at? Well, so so let's let let's start off with it's it's going to be Bo Horvat, Matt Barzell, and what I believe will be Simon Holmstrom or or Wallstrom on that first line, right? Yeah. Okay. If you want to do it this way, uh, well, yeah. So let's yeah, go by but, lines. Let's okay. Go well, by lines. Well, and just actually, well, well, we'll just do both. Okay. Line the forwards are Matt Barzell, Casey Zizekas, Cal Clutterbuck, Pierre Engvall, Hudson Fashing, Julian Gauthier. Bo Horvat, Ross Johnson, nope, Simon Holmstrom, mm-hmm. Anders Lee, Matt Martin, Brock Nelson, J.G. Pajot, Kyle Palmieri, Oliver Wallstrom. The defense, Sebastian Ajo, Sam Bolduck, Noah Dobson, Scott Mayfield, Adam Pellick, Ryan Pulak, and Alexander Romanov. And the goalies mm-hmm. are the most beautiful man of all time, Ilya Sorokin and Semyon Var- Varlamov. Varlami, as our friend Butchie <laughs> likes to say. um yeah yeah so like you said there is a significant roster turnover just from looking at uh opening day last year versus opening day this year uh obviously I feel like there's a little bit of like you know you look at the end of the season you look and the roster looks pretty similar fine yeah I get it but that's because they traded Anthony Bouvillier, they've waived Ross Johnston. There's guys like Zach Parise that aren't on the team right now. Um, uh, I mean, like, let's just get into it. How do you feel? I feel, I mean, you know, it's, people don't uh, watch the Islanders, so it's just like all the fucking chart boys and not even chart boys, like the 32 thoughts of the world are not like, they have no detail or depth on the team. And I think it's because they think it's the same team and it's not. Now, like, did you did you listen to the because I, I listen while I, I, I listen to 32 thoughts while I'm at the gym and I've gotten through like just right up to basically where the Islanders are because I just paused the episode and save it for next day at the gym. What, what have they said? What, I, lis- what I listened while cooking and they were just like Merrick was just like, you know, I look at this and I see I feel like all they did was uh, just add another year. Uh, on their on their calendar i don't think that this team's different enough and it feels kind of like you know uh would be nice to like like sorokin might need to uh to win a vezina for this team to make noise and and elliot was just like uh elliot was just saying uh that he didn't like how the team looked in preseason but he doesn't he doesn't count preseason and he and and he talked he he talked about Travis Moen, who was uh, Mike uh, Mike Liebehoff said that this was uh, uh, one of two players that was talked about in the Islanders segment, and it was Sorokin and Travis Moen. And the 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 comparison was because Travis Moen was like was with the the Canadians, and he uh, I guess he was starting out his first training camp there, and he looked bad. And then someone said to him like, "What he does." is not something that you you put your foot to the gas on in preseason. Sure. Yeah. Like makes you, sense. you don't do that. And and that was which is true, but it's just like I think 
I still think this is overlooking the way this team is is really, I think, gearing up to try to be faster. You know, it it is uh so you have you have burners on the top three lines. And and frankly, again, that's part of why Gautier is is there. That's seemingly part of why Holmstrom is there, that he's a good skater. Yeah. That yeah. that these are guys that can transition why, the puck. And and why Engvall got that contract. Yeah, I mean Engvall is going to be the yeah he's he, a guy that's I've, a forward that's gotten paid when their greatest attribute is just skating the puck across <laughs> three zones like not not necessarily doing anything dazzling when you get there but just trafficking the puck it's uh I I, I love the guy but you know it's it it does seem like uh, this team has gotten faster so therefore and I'm like I mentioned last episode so the Islanders haven't had a center as good as as Bo Horvat in a long time, not going to say how long. Um, and, and, and they, and they, and they, and they haven't had a winger as good as Matthew Barzell is now a winger. So like that dynamic, I think really does change things a bit. The Islanders have an actual, actual first line. Like, and an as, actual- as, as you said, a lot of these guys don't legitimately don't watch the team. So I am actually curious how many of these guys even realize that Matt Barzell is playing on the wing? You know what I mean? Which is a even, big detail. It's a really big detail. It is. And and I don't know. Yeah. Yep. 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 So even if he wasn't, it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, if he isn't Matt Barzell, Bo Horvat, that's a pretty good one, two punch, I think. Yeah. Um, but whatever, you know, it, it is completely fine. Um, whatever they can pay attention to the, the, they, 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 Honestly, I don't mean to be crude. They can jerk off a team like the Leafs, who are now losing five to three to the to the fucking Canadians. You know what who I mean? Who suck? Who stink? You know, whatever. It, it is what it is. Um, so uh, I feel pretty similarly to you in regards to the roster. We talked about the speed aspect of it. I mean, like, I think that my like, if we wanted to get into like expectations, kind of. I think that my expectations are I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they're like one of the uh, I think they bounce between two and three in the division. Um, And I think there's a couple of factors that uh, that go into that one being people overrating a couple of teams in the division. I mean, we saw what the Penguins could do last night. I don't know if you watched that game. Yeah, you did. Right. Where they lost. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. Tristan Jari. Good thing. That's well, the thing. They'll that's be able the to, thing. I mean, the good news is this is the last year of Tristan Jari's deal, so they'll be able to get a better. Oh, they re- they re- they re- uh, they they resigned him to a multi-year. More than one year. He yeah, one. more. Than, that's like oh. five, right? I think it's like five by five, or mm. is it four by six? I gotta I gotta look, but it's more than three. You know, I tell um, you, I'll tell you that for free. <laughs> Again, and the the Penguins are. Uh, not even a team that I would necessarily say aren't going to make the playoffs. Like I could very easily see them being a wild card team. I mean, for fuck's sake, Eric Carlson rocks. Um, and Sid is still unbelievable, but like, yeah, that's the thing I see. I see Tristan Jari and Eric Carlson rocks at scoring, but like, I don't know, man. I just, you know, I, I, I think it's going to be tough for them. Um, yeah, capitals, you know, I think that they're just on a progressive downslide. The Rangers, I don't, I don't know, buddy. I don't know how they're going to do. 
I, I really I take two other teams seriously. It's the Devils who are, you know, they they did well last year and and yeah. they're they're they built the way that they're built in such a way that people like them. That's that's what's significant about them. Like Yeah. They kind of have they, the spark that they, they have the spark sparkle now that the first like the Matthews uh leaves. Yeah. Absolutely. The the that's the kind of vibe a little avs e but like you know, n- not as not as physical at all honestly oh just, jesus christ they, oh, oh man we're i'm like 2 seconds behind this game um so you just you just scoffed at that right the the fall yeah um so so the devils i take seriously because i do think that they'll like continue to be very good mm-hmm. and then the hurricanes who i i i i think the hurricanes are uh i, I it's funny i think like Michael Bunting is probably like one of the best pickups of free agency. I think uh I think he's gonna be really interesting for the next like two years. Shithead. Um he's he's on yeah, a team absolutely. He's, he's on a shithead team. I mean it fits, you know. It's I I, I agree. I you know. Um but yeah, I, I am interested in the like interested in in the sense that I think those are the two teams I take seriously other than the Islanders. Every other team is like big question marks to me, huge question marks. Um so yeah, I mean, I, I but but that's the thing about this Islanders team. I like them to make the playoffs in not a wild card, like within division, uh, and I like them against just about everyone in the division, other than the Hurricanes. Um, but even then, I think that it's just one of those things where, it, at a certain point, you're due, and I think that they're kind of due to to beat this fucking iteration of that godforsaken team. I, I um, think yeah. I think the division. Yeah, I think the Islanders. I'm roughly the same. Probably it. It depends. If, to me, it depends on the the Devils' goaltending. If the if the if the Devils' goaltending, yeah, it's a big question mark. Digs them digs them into holes that that their offense just sometimes can't can't deal with <clears throat> because like it, it's unreasonable to have to score four or five goals every single game. Yeah. Um like it it. Uh, I could see it being a thing where that's how the Islanders get into the two, three conversation. But short of that, I see it as a thing where uh, more of a three, more of a three um, wild sure. card one, just because, just because of uh, the, the Canes team is pretty deep. I mean, and they've, they've loaded it deliberately. One of the things that, like they said on that 32 thoughts pod, where it was about how this, this might be the last run for this group of, of guys because of the way the contracts are are laying out. And yeah, and because of that, uh, because of that, like they're going to push harder, blah blah blah. Uh, and and there's a proof of concept there with uh, with the fact that they've done it, they've gone, you know, they've had success. Whereas like the, the Devils had a great year last year. Can everybody score at the rate they scored at? Uh, and or and or if they don't, is the is the goaltending going to hold up enough? And and. Again, to bring it back to the Islanders, we're we're talking. I mean, it yeah. makes sense in context here, but like, this is where this is where the stability of the Islanders' uh, goaltending uh, and their I like their defense too. I really so do like the defense. To me, might be the Islanders. That might be the litmus test for how this season goes because definitely 
because I think that the offense, I think the forwards are, are pretty deep. This is the fastest forward core they've had in a while. This is probably the most skilled that they've had in, in I won't say since when. Um, <laughs> like I, I think, but I think the de- what concerns me about the defense is that uh, they didn't play well defensively last year. That's part of how Sorokin made all those crazy saves because the, the defense was putting him in scenarios where he had to. And yeah. the kind of on the, the flip of the, the devil's situation where it's like, you can't put him in that many, you can't all, you can't be putting him in a scenario like that every game. Cause it felt like last year, almost every week, sometimes multiple games in a week, he'd make saves like that. And it was just like, wow, this is awesome. But it's also like, you can't be, you know, burning him out like this. I um, I think that the other uh, the other little factor here is Lane Lambert's second year as full head coach and those tweaks and adjustments from the defense and the way that they plan are structured. Uh, I think it gets better because of that. He's got. Uh, I think that like I was thinking about this the other day. One of the things with the idea of like a coach that uh, the, everyone says that this guy's got a good hockey brain. I think that when you, especially when you're an assistant coach and you're not, you know, you're contributing in ideas, but you're not the one calling the shots. Ultimately, you probably think of the way that you would do it. And, and like in an ideal world, how you would run things if you were the boss and in, you know, the leash is tied. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but it's a thing where then you you get the job and you realize certain things are harder than they seem, you know, like it's one of those things where this oh, this is easier on paper, my ideas that I have for how to run this team. And I think that, you know, one year in, he's going to learn from it. And, and, you know, the consensus on the guy is that he's a good coach. I like the fucking fiery energy the guy had. And has like, but you especially saw it like during those Barry Trotz years, you know, you specifically saw it on overtime goals and shit like that. I, I, I don't know. I, I like the guy. I, I, I'm rooting for him. Obviously. And, and I think this is, I mean, these things are interconnected to me because I think, so he wants, he wants to play with more pace. Now yeah. he's been given more of a roster to do so. The part that has changed the least from last year is with the uh yeah, with the exception of like the sixth defenseman, is is the defensive core. And yeah. I think the pairings have changed though. The pairings have changed, uh, with Pelik now with Dobson and Romanov with uh with Pulak. And I think within that, the key to the I think one of the keys with the defense is in a way you're asking a lot because they need to be tighter defensively. But one of the issues is, is their inability to transition quickly enough, make sure. those passes. And, and uh, that's, you know, when you, when you have good transitional, just outlet passes, not even like home run passes, it gets hitting guys in strides. And so now you're opening various different lanes and you're not just having to just chip it downward yep. along, along the, the boards. You're like opening different, different uh, passing lanes and entry and it makes it easier to enter because like it, there's just a lot more to deal with. And I think, I think Dobson is the one that everyone's talking about. And uh, well, may, maybe this is where we'll get into that. Should we get into I was those, gonna say, those superlatives? This, this is a good transition point basically where 
we want to get into. I, you, you, you're starting to talk about Dobson. So the way that you had this structured, you were, you started with most hype for, but I think, I feel like where you're going with Dobson is most uncertain of. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, so let's start with let's start with most uncertain of, and then most hype for. Yeah, for I mean, for me, for me, it's Dobson. Um, I think that, and then you pick one uh, if you have a, if you have one. Uh, you know, um, you you can think about it while I while I cook here. Uh, yeah, because yeah, go ahead, go Dobson. Ahead. Because Dobson for me, it's uh, he. I mean, he's he's put up he's averaged fifty points in the in the last two regular seasons, right? Like, yeah. So you can't say that's nothing. Like, it, it's this can't become uh, a Josh Bailey type situation where, like, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, he got points, but those points aren't real points. They're not good points. Right, right. They're bad. Right, points. Yeah. Like, I, we let's not do this stupid shit, okay? He's clearly a very talented offensive player. the The question is, is that like you know, is this a guy that uh, can, and it's, you know, it, it's, uh, the power play last year was, was awful. Um, it wasn't, I feel like it wasn't horrible in the beginning of the year. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong, but, uh, you know, it definitely, it, 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 uh, it went to the shitter. And then when, once Barzell was gone, like it couldn't even function. And I think actually I was reading an article today. Uh, I think, I think it was, I think it was Stefan Rosner, uh, that, that was, uh, interviewing different players about the power play and and Dobson said that he felt like he telegraphed things a little bit too much last year which I think is true and it's good that he's he's seeing that but it's how good he can be the, what the Islanders really need him to be is a number one defenseman that's a big ask but that is what he was like that's his pedigree that's what he was in every step of hockey along the way and I get that I get that that's that might be a big ask but I think it is worth it's worth finding out because like, I think he, he has a contract coming up. Right. So depending mm-hmm. on, depending on if, if he is a number one defenseman, like potential type guy, or at least a first pairing defenseman, a guy that you can plausibly sculpt into that, if not be a bona fide, uh, you know, 50 point, um, like, or for, like 45 to 50 point good power play quarterback defenseman, you know, like a Mark Streit type type guy. Yeah. Yeah, like if he's not that, if he's not, well, I mean, better than Mark Streit. Um, but like you know, if he if he falls and misses, th- that's fine. But if if this is just a um, you know, uh, Tony D'Angelo type of like point getter guy, puts up points but can't play defense, can't right. play defense enough at all. And it's like it's weird because he didn't seem like he was bad at defense and, and how much no. of that was trot but he looked he didn't look this he didn't look as bad defensively the first or the last trots year as he did the which he scored 51 points in as he did last mm-hmm. year in the lane system and and I'm not sure quite what that was it just defensively he just looked so lackadaisical and and it's concerning because there's a lot there's a lot riding on him if he can really get get close to or actualize his potential and his pedigree, that is humongous. Yep, I I agree with everything that you're saying. Here's here's the thing, I think that he's my pick for most uncertain of as well. But it's one of those things where 
I want to bring up a different player who I'm not uncertain of, but he doesn't really fit into any of these other categories for me, but would fit in for others. And I know you've got a you've got a category specifically for him, and that's mm-hmm. Oliver Wallstrom. Well, we'll do it um, there, I guess. Yeah, you go. Well, let's well let's do it because we may as well right now because that's that's my kind of like bouncing from most uncertain of I agree with everything you're saying about Dobson and he's my um he's my pick for that too where it's like is it going to be bad? No in the sense that I think that he's going to put up offensive numbers. It is a matter of how he performs on the power play plus how he performs defensively. You know, that's 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 it. So that that's something that's going to take a couple of weeks for for us to kind of see how how it's going to shake out. And my my big pick for not uncertain of where it's like I I I don't quite have him under most hype for, but I think Oliver Wallstrom's like everyone's like, well, questions are about no Dobson and Oliver Wallstrom, but for me, I kind of think Oliver Wallstrom's going to just pop in twenty to twenty five and look really good. This is because you have the jersey, and it's it's absolutely true. Doesn't you want hurt. you want the Doesn't ROI. Hurt. You want the ROI. That's what's it doesn't, going on here. It doesn't hurt that I have the fake jersey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a thing where, like, I don't know, man. I, I don't think your sh- like I don't think your shot at that age gets worse. I, I don't think it generally gets worse. I think that like guys who uh, are playing into their you know that that are playing at an older age, like who have a good shot, their shot doesn't get worse. Yep. Um, so yeah, the this the, this younger guy like. I think that his shot is unbelievable. I think that he was hurt. I know that he was hurt last year. Um, yeah, every, everybody and does. I, and he I, had surgery. And I think he's got a chip on his shoulder. Um, yeah. And and so uh, a lot of concern from, like, you, you've been, you've been kind of calling it out, like, since training camp, where you're just like, you know, it was like three days into training camp, and you start talking about how Oliver Wallstrom might be on fraud watch. And I'm yeah. like, what, where, where's this coming from, man? But, but, what are you playing, two preseason games? But people people are saying. Sure, sure, sure. Um, well, this is this is where I want you to kind of, because I don't have someone for Fraud Watch. Uh, so I'm for, for genuine. For me, with Wallstrom, I, so, I mean, and he's a guy that I'm, I mean, he, I think he fits, yeah, like you said, he fits for a lot of people uncertain of. It's that, yes, the preseason does not count, you know, and yes, the preseason um, like yes, the preseason doesn't count, but but for some for some guys it matters. For some guys, it matters how you look, and uh, I think he's making the roster anyway, right? So so the, the uh, you just said something that I that I just want to like that 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 I want to that I want to say, which is like for preseason, for some guys preseason, like it feels like they are not preseason players where it feels like Oliver Wallstrom is not quite, he's more of a swag player. Right. And I hate to say it like that, but he's like a guy that that's what you want him for feeling good, looking good, shooting the puck really good. I think it's a thing where he's going to thrive off being like with other good players. He's one of those guys where you play him with guys that he thinks he's better than, and he's not going to elevate his game quite as much. It's it's definitely not a. Uh, There's a problem, but there there is. I agree a that, with that that because I agree the, that there the is, but at the at the same time, I think that like there's enough guys that you can put him with 
on this roster, basically lines one through three NHL regulars where he he's very effective. Like he was super effective. He looked really good on that Paggio Parise line. Um, and it's a thing where he gets shots with Wallstrom oh, with Wallstrom with uh, Horvat and Barzell. I think he's going to be sick. And he, even he like is. sliding into the second and third line. He played, um, he, he's he If he, if he makes the lineup, it's going to be on the third line. Cause he doesn't play. He's never played the off wing. Sure. Well, well, they curious. Didn't they play Matt Barzell at his, uh, at his, at left wing, the last preseason game? Did they? I, I, uh, yeah. I thought they played him on I'm, right wing. Uh, I think he played every preseason game they played on right wing outside of the last one. Maybe trying some stuff out. Interesting. I mean, look, it, I get, I get it, but the, the the leash can't be long because there's also a possibility that this guy's a fucking turd. There's a there's a possibility <laughs> that, that he's just like he thinks he's constantly thought that that he you know should get more playing time. He left he and and apparently you know the 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 leaving college stuff was legit, but it's like okay. How many times can this guy not it not work? And he's getting he's him getting yelled at to be faster by Lane in a preseason game loudly enough that that the, the reporters are hearing it. Not too yeah. good. Not too good. Like and, I said, I think I don't think he's a preseason guy. I think he's a guy that in the regular season he's going to elevate his game around other pros like regular NHL pros. It's I, I, like I said, it's not like the best attitude in the world for most people to have, but with a guy with a shot like that, um, I'm going to see what happens. He, uh, he's, uh, he's on fraud watch for me. Firmly, firmly capital F fraud watch. Yeah. I think he's going to be fine. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see, we'll see how his first two weeks look. Um, and check most hype for that. most hype for it's gotta be Horvat, right? Yeah, like, it's yeah. kind of gotta be. I feel like you might have Sorokin just because you like watching the guy play. It's one of those. It's like uh, the idea of Christmas. You know, you wake up the same the, the Christmas no matter what. Like, I don't know where my Christmas analogy was going, but I think it's Horvat for me just because I want to see a full regular season of this guy with Matt Barzell. Um, and I don't know, man. I I I love. Uh, I, I I love the idea of those two absolutely making these fucking weirdo chart boys eat their words. I really, really, really love the idea of Bo Horvat lighting it up. Um so yeah, I'm I'm most hyped for him, without a doubt. Yeah, I think and I think, you know, they've again, preseason doesn't count, but the things that happen, um, there are things that you look for to see happening and when you see them, uh and th- things that are pretty relevant, like those two playing together, you know, because because yeah. you had such a small sample size, and the fact that they've been like scoring at every in every like in every uh, like training camp day, it would just yeah. be like it would just be shit about how they were just running, they were just running shit, and so it's like that, yeah, that's the the other thing with it too is the the aspect of like, you know, it is very jarring to play eight nine years in one place especially all like the furthest possible point away you know in all the way in vancouver and then be uprooted and put in new york like i'm so excited to see this guy like he is just like this is where he lives now he's gonna be here for eight years um and he's like ready to fucking rock with his new buddy you know yeah yeah 
it's it's so yeah i agree i'm i'm really hyped on it i think for for how good that line can be it then makes everything else like you said they can sprinkle and now when you're now when you're mixing things up uh you know this is the top of before we were talking about essentially bottom of the lineup depth which is which was like what you can draw in when you need to just take a little bit a little bit something a little detail out not not like a big piece but a little detail that you're trying to change for 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 strategy and and in this case this is the, the the depth at the top where you now you're you're rotating i being able to rotate um i mean it's to the point where where andrews lee is on the third line you know and mm-hmm. and i mm-hmm. think and i think uh that is i think the the forward depth is 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 something that that you can be you know hyped about because now you're cycling matt barzell or if you break them up you're putting one of matt barzell or bo horvat with one of you know, Brock Nelson, uh, uh, Kyle Palmieri, Anders sure. Lee, yeah. Pierre Engvall. Um, and, uh, so I think, I think, you know, for me, I, to backpedal a little bit here, I think Sorokin, I'm, I'm always going to be, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see him. What an insane save. I think, uh, the, yeah, you're a little ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, um I'm excited. Oh, hit the post. I'm excited to see him. Um I, I just there is part of me that's just like uh I they need to they do need to tighten up they either need to tighten up the defensive bit or commit to the system that they're playing. You know what I mean? Like if if sure. this needs to become a, a little bit of a a, a Ryan Miller like uh situation like Ryan Miller uh Sabres situation where you know, uh, the Islanders can run and gun a little bit because he's comfortable playing that type of game. Yeah, that's fine. But they need to commit to it because too too often the Islanders just look confused. Like when a goal happens, they look confused. Like not sure if you saw that that game where the Devils just carved them up. It was just they yeah they did not look uh, like they could not yeah. they could not commit to whether okay oh shit we're out we're outgunned here we need to we need to knuckle up or we need to play faster like they they, they right. couldn't they couldn't find which was the the door to open so so you know in general super excited for Sorokin seeing all the Vesna love is great um but uh you know don't want to jinx it last time everybody wanted the Islanders to <laughs> pick the Islanders for things a lot of bad stuff happened yeah um, but, um, uh, but 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 all right I, so the hype, the hype for me is just in general. It's it's the forward depth overall, and in particular, what what you're going to see this season is, uh, I think you're going to be seeing the auditioning of the new uh, the new identity line. I think that's that's why you have, you know, fashing around. I think that's what, oh, yeah, fashing with two years, Gautier with two years. That's why you know Holmstrom is here to stay. Um, Although I think he might be more of a, you know, a, just a utility top uh, middle six guy or top nine guy. Sure. Um, but, but I think seeing that and seeing, um, seeing a team that will now, its identity will not be, uh, 
the Islanders identity line, you appreciate it, but it, it's literally on its, it's, it's on its last cartilage uh, in, sure. in, Cal, in that, Cal Clutterbuck's shoulder and, and hip. It's a good transition to my most concern for, which is the fourth line. Yeah. I, I like, uh, I think we can all agree. There's nothing that you want to see more than the Islanders win. So that way those guys can lift the cup. Oh I think God. that that's and they, like, and that's, they hand it, they hand it to each other in sequence. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the, like, you know, the, yeah, that's, that's it. That's the thing that I am like, let's fucking go. Um, Oh, so, but but with that being said, yeah, I'm I'm most concerned for uh, for them just because, like like you said, uh, basically we talked a little Matt Martin. Um, he looked good last year, and especially relative to what people thought he was going to look like. Um, hope hope he can maintain that kind of same play. Um, Suzuki is probably the least concerned for him. Um, especially when you were talking like uh, they were, you know, Pajot, hearing Pajot and trade talk and you go, okay, well, you know, Sezikis could in theory get bumped to a third line. Like that's, you know, to me, that's, that's an indictment of uh, not an indictment. It's, it's like a, a praise for kind of how, how he can elevate his play when needed. Like for he- fuck's sake, when, when he got put on the first line last year, he looked fucking good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and see, that's that. That's also part of why that was in that whole thing was interesting, just because it makes you wonder if we just did a two a two thousand sixteen pod, and Casey Zizekas there, and Casey Zizekas now, pretty much the same. He still, Kinda, yeah. He he still is able to play. He still can keep up, and yeah. I think I think the, I the I, point I trust production. Him. Yeah, the point production isn't quite there, but that's not what his role is. That's fine. And then yeah, Cal Clutterbuck, um, you're just worried about health, like. But when he plays, I I do think that they're like, if he steps onto a rink, he's hitting people. Like like you know, it's yeah. if if he doesn't step foot on the ice, it means that he was not able to sustain throwing a hit. And I I, I trust him, basically. I yeah. I I uh, I'm most concerned for them, but at the same time, like you know, uh, this is the end. I mean, this is the last year that Martin and Clutterbuck are are contracted, yeah. and it's just you gotta yeah. hope you gotta hope they go out strong. Um, yep. and you know, for me, I, I'm most concerned for uh, so I, I'm most concerned for uh, I'll, I'll I'll toss two up just because one is a slight concern; it's more of just like a uh, I'm not super worried about it, but it's it's something that if it's not good, it's not going to be good. Which is uh, Romanov had his hip surgery, I think it was in the off season, and I just I just hope you just never know. Obviously, you know he he he's been crushing people in in preseason games, so he can. Yeah, I think he looks good. He can go, he good. but it's just I, I I have a little bit of worry there, just because he was looking so good. Uh, and and his play ties into something I'm going to talk about later. But he, if he can be who he was in that like last third of the year, last half of the year, once he was put with Pulak, it's uh, it would be huge. Just he he is having a guy like that that can that other teams have to watch out for and that can change the momentum of a game. He he throws those hits and you always you almost always get momentum swings. 
Like it's yeah. just it's crazy. And uh but the bigger thing that I'm concerned for is, is Scott Mayfield. Is that is oh. that, you know, he again, preseason don't look good, blah, 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 it doesn't matter. But it's it's one of those things where when the things that, that you're concerned about, um it the concerning things that you see in preseason uh are were concerning things that happened in the regular season last year. And what's crazy is when the playoffs happened, he was so good in the playoffs. He got yeah, he in, in, fa- in fact he was conspired against. That's how good he That's was. <laughs> that is true. So, so so um but like again, the Islanders need to get there. It's it's the one thing that is true that all these places that that either don't watch or barely watch the team they say if the Islanders get in you don't want to play them. You don't want to play them. And yeah. and even even the idiots at 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 uh, at uh, Chicklets said that. Like like when they talked about it, yeah, they said the boring thing, and they made it seem like how is this team going to make the playoffs? And then while he was doing the episode, like while he's talking about this, Whitney picks uh, like pulls up the Islanders roster, and he goes, "Honestly, are you are you like are you saying Red Wings are going to be, definitely be better? Senators yeah. are definitely going to be? Are you set like?" And they went through, and it's like, "Oh, you know, I don't know actually." So it's yeah. one of those things where, um, but but part of that is like they can't, they can't have a they bad. They gotta get there. They gotta they get there. And they can't have a like if if like they can't have a bad. This is redundant, but they can't have a bad defensive season. They just can't. And and Scott Mayfield is a big part of that. Right. Um, They've committed not... to him being a big part of that. I'm uh, Anthony Bavilla just skated on the ice for the Canucks. By the way. Um, my fucking, I can't, I can't get the abs game on for some reason. So I'm stuck with Canucks for right now. Um, oh, so sad. I'm sorry. Well, I'll, I'll get it on, uh, as soon as we end the pod. Um, so, uh, I, I think this is a good transition to sleeper and then let's, let's do this. Let's just do this one quick before we, before we move on to, uh, your next kind of thing. And, uh, a good transition in the sense that, um, I'm picking Alex uh, Alex Romanov as my sleeper. Um, I, 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 just one of those things where, like, thinking about him and speaking about him, yes, I don't think he's going to put up the offensive numbers of someone like Dobson, but you you start to think about the team and you go, Romanov. I, I forgot about him. In the video. No. <laughs> uh, I forgot about him in the sense that, like, He's he's gonna be uh he's gonna be the third best defenseman on the team maybe. Um, this, hmm. the, the, interesting. The, this guy rocks. Uh, and and just one of those things where the physicality is something that like certain people gloss over, like when it comes to really uh dissecting what a hockey team is, you know one of those things where like the every it's it's like speed skill goaltending the physicality is a little bit more like you know the the people who generally dissect these rosters are like they kind of roll their eyes at it a little bit because they think it is a thing of the past um but i'm thinking about it and you know just i'm i'm excited about this guy's physicality because it does shift momentum of games big hits do not that he's a bunch of a fighter but he's 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 dropped the gloves um and we were just having a, a conversation off mic about like the Ross Johnson 
fight that you know changes the momentum of a specific game. Like these things do happen. The Penguins game uh, where he fought two men at, at one time. Because it's one of those things again where you're playing, you're playing for a team, and one of your teammates does that. How do he's, you not get fired up? He's pinning, he's pinning Evgeny uh, Malkin onto the ice and challenging Jason Zucker to a fight while doing and it's that. A, and it's a fucking thing where, you know, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't want to get into a big argument. Not argument, obviously, it's not going to be an argument, but I, a big thing about physicality in hockey and like how it is now becoming a weird, uh, like underrated aspect of certain teams when when it comes to just thinking about uh you know uh but i'm excited for romanov he's my sleeper go you you who's your sleeper it's funny it's funny that that you you made him your sleeper because for me ryan pulak is my sleeper uh i oh, think interesting. he looked awesome in the playoffs last year like again he was playing kind of like you know that that big defenseman capital b capital d uh style play he was he was looking good with his puck movement. He was physical as hell, um, and I think okay if the Islanders are talking about playing with more pace, right? They, uh, I think that they there is room strategically, um, literally, for for the D to, to the D to jump into the play more, and mm-hmm. I think I think Ryan Pulak being able to because. He has his slap shot, and again, you know, for the love of God, just keep it low. Keep it low. For the love of fucking God, dude. Just keep it low. God damn it. Um, but like he's good. He he's good at uh joining the rush. He 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 makes good pinches, he makes smart kind of cuts from the from the the circle, cuts from the point. And I think uh giving if, if the islanders are playing with a more uh a faster offensive, just like outlet, that's going to open up space for him to ju- jump in more. And I think you can see him score more if he can get his scoring touch back. Then, then on the second power play unit, you have him. Or if Dobson again is like looking a little eh, or if Dobson's out, you just slide him up and you go, all right, do what you've been doing. Um, so my. My my thing is in in talking about this, like, I man, I I I think I just have a pretty good back end. I obviously know that the five and six are a little bit more uh, up in the air, but gotta love the way that Sebastian Ajo ended the season. And I'm more of a Scott Mayfield guy than than some. Uh, I I I like his game, and I mean, especially in like you said in playoff uh context, but like, you know. He's got his faults, sure, but he's a uh, third pair for a reason. I'm glad. I am glad that they kept him because a lot of, a lot of teams like that is the, uh, it's it's the real tough, uh, the, the the real tough spot on the roster, and uh, I, I feel relatively confident in the Islanders. The sixty, um, the sixty. I'm 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 thinking, who was the guy that that uh, Minnesota? uh signed like a hometown guy he's an old vet skates two ways let me look it up but like yeah I, that that because with the islanders don't have like the kind of the i guess an example of this uh was uh marriage in that in that previous 
episode that we did where Again. it's like a guy that that just is is like a dependable vet that can move the puck. Because the one Dude. thing about Aho is that is that defensively he gets a bit nightmarish sometimes. So it, it's 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 every team in the league, man. That's the thing where it's like I like the I I, I Goligoski. I have- Alex Goligoski sure, is the type of sure. defenseman that that's the per, that'd be the perfect six D for this team like that type of guy I think I love the top I really like the top four and then the five and six I'm pretty confident in and it's one of those things where like think about like think about around the league some of the best and I'm I, I'm sorry to use the Avalanche as an example but it's in a, in a way that I think you're gonna like God damn it thinking who's their six D do you know off the top of your head uh. Is it, and there is it the guy with the French name uh, Gerard? No, he's 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 more in their top four. I'm my my point being like this team. Everyone kind of like talks about how good they are, and, and even their defensive, you know, the, the their defensive core is great. Jack Johnson's their sixty man, and it's one of those things where it's like that mm. that you know he he honestly, I swear, in an Avalanche jersey has really not looked bad. He's looked solid at times, but it's that's my thing where it's like, all right, th- this is a team that everyone talks up so much. Every like like you know, media and fans love this, love this team. And you look at you know you look, you know, I, I'm not comparing both decors player for player, but I just mean like the five six is the toughest, one of the toughest spots on any NHL roster. I think there's a more abundant of like good third, fourth liners that you can kind of fill your roster up with, especially come deadline. I think D's the big, the big one, especially when you got injuries back there. I like, I like Mayfield Naho as of right now. That's all I'm saying, really. Um, you want to use this as a uh, as a good transition for uh, for maybe an ad read? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, let me let me pull that that bad boy up, uh, just like. Uh... The, the Jets pulled up the standings when they beat the Broncos uh, this past Sunday. Um, You're gonna pun- you really want to punch down right now? The NFL is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet five bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Um, And, you know, you just got to get in on the game day greatness. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner, Golden, Nug- Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Not as good as not as good as last one, but but pretty no, pretty, pretty but it was still, but yeah, we're we're gonna you know, pretty solid. Uh, 
And I'll, I'll let you, I'll let you, uh, you know, talk before we, we transition to, well, I, we're, 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 we still got a little bit of aisle talk. We're going to be getting to other stuff, but I'm going to let Mike, um, vamp, cause maybe this is someone's first time listening and I feel like we've been a little bit too on topic. It's usually not going to be this, <laughs> it's usually not going to be this focused. Uh, and, it, and we, yeah. we do a lot of other stuff. Uh, Mike and I both play in bands. Mike has a, a, a separate, uh, podcast i i'm very involved in uh a lot of advocacy work so we talk about a lot of other stuff and uh and uh i'm gonna let mike kind of use this to probably talk about some of the halloween movies he's been watching now that october is in 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 deep We're, we're almost halfway into it yeah i mean sure i mean uh listen i'm pulling up my letterbox right now so here's the thing i I October's frustrating for me in the sense that I I'm a big movie guy in general. It like a lot of movie guys that I know, this kind of starts when you're you know, it started with my dad kind of introducing me to Alien, The Thing, Predator when I'm, you know, 8, 9, that kind of stuff and that it's all all stuff that uh rabbit holes, right? So from there, you go to, all right, I discover slashes on my own. And then it kind of, you know, it, it blossoms into all all these different all these different things where I'll, I literally watch anything and everything. I try and be, I, I try and do like, you know, every Oscar movie that's that's up for something, pretty much, I'll, I'll try to have watched. Um, but it all comes rooted in like this horror and, and uh, slasher stuff. If, if I'm going to highlight anything right now, um, looking at my letterbox, um, I saw Saw Ten theaters. Uh, insane how it is the second best Saw movie, uh, having just watched every single other one. And give no it's further like, give, give no further detail because you you'll need to listen to Mike's review on the Josh. You're gonna have to listen to oh sure yeah through That's about right. an hour and a half of a Josh Bailey watch along <laughs> pod to get Mike's uh, Saw it's Ten review. It is. It is. It, it's a magic trick. Um, but other than that, like, uh, listen, uh, I'm 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 doing all the Finchers because I'm doing it for a listen along with another podcast that I listen to. So that's kind of something that periodically, like, I'm just I'm just going through them uh, in in order that they came out. Uh, but in terms of other horror stuff, I I watched Rob Zombie's Halloween two for the first time cannot believe how fucking good that thing is one of those things where like i fucking hate rob zombies halloween i think that it i think that halloween itself is one of the weakest slasher franchises it it really is tough right. especially start to wrap well, it up start to wrap right. it up. uh uh rewatch uh 2018 suspiria which i think is in conversation for one of the best movies of the 2010s that thing is a fucking masterpiece um, outside of horror, Synecdoche, New York. I just rewatched with my wife. She loves it. I, it's unbelievable. I'm thinking of ending things. Uh, I got one for you, Desmond. Mm-hmm. I, I got two more that I'll mention. I mentioned the the other one first. I I covered. Uh, I'm covering. I'm recording the episode tomorrow. Uh, the talented Mr. Ripley on my other podcast, The Juice, with James Spence from a band called Roll Tomasi. That is his favorite movie. It was really great. Um. First thing that Matt Damon did after uh, Goodwill Hunting, very interesting. But something that I rewatched that uh, is near and dear to your heart, I, I rewatched Super Bad for the first time. Oh man! And, I, and you know, it's one of those things where 
we talked about Jonah Hill being kind of uh, the Jonah Hill situation as it was. It's yeah. it's one of those things where it's not like he, he it's it's layered is complicated it's not good for him it's pretty bad it is it sure is but it's not like the worst shit in the world where it's like it's not like a polanski you know what i mean where it's 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 not it's bad i don't i don't want to i don't want to like oh my god i, I don't want to under undermine what, is, what he uh, what i'm saying is red pill mike rpm oh my god you can, you can you can watch this thing without feeling like a nightmare person especially because of you know he's okay not to be clear guy. to be clear but if you do feel uncomfortable it's it's understandable absolutely absolutely i i, I really don't want to i don't want to undersell it and I, I i but what what i was what i was trying to say is this might be rewatching super bad one of the two best movies made about high school ever like it's it's uh, it, and it's so funny because what was it made 20 2007 2007. 2007. Okay, so I was a, I was a senior in high school when that shit came out. So right. So and, and I I wanted I you know peek behind the curtain. I was going to do the episode, but I don't. A lot you of know the someone vibe, else someone else some, stepped up and wanted to wants to do it. All right. And I'm like I'm like uh, uh, let me I was like let me let me check with Desmond first. Uh, I'm fine. I'm fine with conceding. Sure. It. I, we'll I pick something else. We'll yeah. pick so- it, the the one thing about Superbad is when oh was the last God. time we re-watched? have to get back to the Islanders. Eventually. When was the last time that you rewatched Superbad? In the past year. It is uh, the true like it. It was like growing up and and how high school was. Oh versus, yeah. Versus like, did you see? Did you see No Hard Feelings? That new Jennifer Lawrence movie. It's, no, it's legitimately it very. It's legitimately very funny. But there is a little joke about where it's like it, and it's a good thing to be clear. But there's a little joke where she's she's a little older, so she's kind of of that high school generation that was like, you know, you call things gay, shit like that. That's just like it just doesn't happen in high school anymore for good reason. Um, but like she makes a, a joke. Uh, she's at a high school party about these these kids being gay, and you know they're these uh, shithead jock guys. But they're like, why would you say that? It's one of those things where the humor in Superbad that that stuff just like. That cannot be what high school is like anymore. So it's such a weird snapshot into us growing up. It's it's like an artifact. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah. It really yeah. is. It's it's and it's a it is it's a good movie. There's some weird blurred line stuff in there that's a little tough, but like mm-hmm. I, I think the heart of it is good ultimately. And dude, my last little thing about it: Bill no. Hader and Seth Rogen and 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 McLovin truly the best part of that movie. Yeah, okay. The cop okay. stuff is unbelievable. You heard it you heard it there, Mike loves cops. And uh uh you know, the Islanders to bring it back to the Islanders finally. Well, I guess we 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 did our we did our standings. We gave our standings. Stats stats. I mean, stats for the Islanders for, the, one, for the Islanders. No, I, I, what I mean by stats for the Islanders to be as successful as you think they're they're going to be. What do you think are going to be some of the big stat, um, the big stat performances? And what do we, what do we pencil Hudson fashing in for? Eighty points. I have him for ninety goals. Right. Sure. <laughs> okay. Just short. Um, just short of the record. If we want to be serious, a, a little serious about this, it's so tough because I think that the strength of a team like this Islanders team is, uh, especially the the top three lines. Uh, kind of a shared workload. Everyone, the Barry Trots, everyone puts in, and uh, there's no, 
there's no big this guy's the big uh the big guy who gets all the goals it's more of a shared everyone's everyone's fucking producing and scoring no one's got 50 but everyone's got like 20 um it's a little bit like but i i think about i think about let's think about the second and third line before we look at the first because i do think that Horvat and Barzell are the two that are like you could see them exceeding point per game. Yeah, they could be point per yeah. game, and and that's what I'm you know in my mind uh, for this Islander team to for you to get to really be excited about this Islander team, that's what you kind of need to have happen. And frankly, it's time for that to happen. It's so it's, it's yes, it's I agree. And I I do think that like Matt Barzell, um, putting up uh like having his best season since his rookie year, if not better than that is, is something that's like not out of the realm of possibility. And obviously would be a key to, uh, a a key to, um, the, the, the team being extremely successful. And I think that the, the wild card there is Bo Horvat being his line mate. It's, it's entirely possible that it happens. Yeah. Um, but uh, look at the second and third line. Like it's guys where you're just like, okay, Brock Nelson, man. Yeah. It seems like he gets better with age, um, but then you look, yeah, Kyle Palmieri, uh, Pierre Engvall, even, um, Peugeot, all these guys where I'm just like, sure. I could see a lot of these guys like putting up pretty decent numbers, like middle of the pack, but enough of them, enough of them do where it's just like, this is great. Like, just- I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious about that second, that, that second line can be very curious just because if they can there- be as good they were like as they the juice were. line yeah they were unbelievable if, if they can be as good as they were down the stretch last year you know and 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 if kyle palmeri can stay healthy yeah, yeah, yeah because you have to factor in that brock nelson got got those goals and he did not have pierre engvall there and he was not playing with with kyle palmeri like that line came together late in the season the grayer the hair, the better the production with this guy. It's fucking and, unreal. And so, so you know, he he had a high. Uh, didn't he have a career high in goals last year? Yeah, it was thirty-seven, I think. So you know, he had, and and that that was with inconsistent line mates, with with consistent yep. line mates. And again, if Kyle Palmieri can stay healthy, it's huge. It's he he is maybe maybe the Islanders' best uh, established distance shooter i would say just just uh consistently there's one guy, there's one guy coming for him coming for that title cal clutterbuck uh, he, he listen we talked about it on the airs pod uh sneaky good shot i've but, always said it but you, you think wallstrom yeah of course that's what they want that's what they want i think i think do four is kind of uh kind of uh well, he's not on the roster he's kind he's of not cur- on the opening he, that roster. he's kind of he's kind of curse chaired him if you catch my drift <laughs> all right um, uh uh <laughs> i figured out how to get the abs game on by the way no i'm so happy for you mike i'm really so happy yeah. for you <laughs> um you know I, so that's good and and for the third line you know it's again this is where those those other pieces are interesting right like that's very where, interesting that's where if and something in the preseason anders lee's played a lot more physical than than he previously has like initiating hits and stuff like that like and and it, I don't know. It's interesting um, to see him yeah. on a on a third line if he if he can still get twenty five goals there. And, and dude, uh, if 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 Zach Parise somehow comes back to this team, I'm gonna celebrate like I want a gold medal. Yeah, like like him on that third line. My fucking god, 
I'm going to be so excited. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, 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 yes, that's, that's, that's my whole thing. That's my whole thing is like, and Pajot, production. Pajot 20, he, he, he got, his got wrist hit is 20. better, by the way, his wrist is, it, is better, by the way. Are you sure? Are you sure? We so uh, he scored a nice goal uh, in preseason, so we we agreed. Oh, okay. Well, I guess it's decided then. So you know, the, these are the numbers that that, and obviously with the fourth line, they have to just get some goals. You know, if one of those guys can get, if one or two of those guys can get ten, be a I'd nice be, happy. Be, be a nice year for Sezikis to like. Sezikis probably should a, get like yeah, you know twelve ish or so. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. Um, and and uh, or fifteen even. Um, let's pencil him in for sixty goals and forty five <laughs> assists. And de- and defense, we can just kind of do collectively. It's that like I think you know, like we yeah, said, we're looking for Dobson to be. Uh, the, uh, if the power play is gonna, if the if one of the things that this is so tied to is the power play. Yeah. Okay. If the power play is better, then then how many more points will Noah Dobson get? And and it's like. For this season to be successful, if if you're seeing Dobson hit like the sixty point threshold, that means the power play's cooking. Here's my and maybe maybe here's uh doesn't he need uh, to cook? It just needs to be like NHL average. Sure. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Middle absolutely. of the pack. Here here's an idea for that though. Um he he's been scoring at a good clip while bad defensively. How about a he scores at the same clip but really good defensively? You know what I mean? One of those yeah. where a lot of his that that offense uh, he's losing some of that even strength offense for better power play, but also just playing better defensively. Hey, I'll take that. Yeah, um, yeah. Although uh, although he's be, he's being played with Pelic, which which is I mean, frankly, it's, I think that's also the I green. Mean, that's that, that's the, the sense that that's the green light. That's the green light. Look, yeah. we're, we're giving you the security blanket of this team. Go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and also and and maybe learn a learn a goddamn thing or two about like what to pay attention to when playing defense. Yeah. Um. All right. Um, also, you just listened to the thirty-two thoughts on all of the teams, so I feel like you're gonna get this. But like, gun to your head before you listen to that, could you tell me who the Kings' starting goalie was? Is it Cam Talbot? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so funny. Well, the the and for the defense, you know, it's if if you can see Pulak get like have like a ten and thirty year, great. That's obviously that's asking a lot, but he's getting paid a lot, you know. So yeah, he, he, and and he's it's not like you're asking. This isn't asking Anthony Beauvillier to to um you know score twenty goals. Um, yeah. uh, not built for it, kid. Um. Canucks but, are winning one nothing. By the way, I'm curious to see who scored that goal. <laughs> uh, Connor Garland, small, okay. another small guy. Ishikov, Ishikov, uh, learn learn a thing or two. Um, <laughs> and and Aho, the offensive defenseman on that line. You know, Aho, don't fall down. It would be that's, nice. That's my. It, that's it my would advice. be nice. It would be nice for for Bolduc. Bolduc lost this. Uh, he lost that that spot in camp horribly by just looking overmatched in preseason. Um, tough, tough stuff. And so I, I, the, the Sebastian Ajo thing, uh, I really love how everyone kind of, uh, I, we were kind of talking about it in the, uh, 300 IQ militia chat, just every time he just kept falling down. And I love that Bud Lightlyman, uh, uh, great friend of the pod just started, started kind of 
shouting it out loud publicly where it's just like, hey, man, this guy keeps fucking falling down. It is insane. Um, so I'm just looking for less falling down, which he was doing a lot less of towards the end of the year. Looked a lot better. Um, and and that's, yeah, that's uh, let's forget about stats for a second for him. And as long as he doesn't fall down that much, I'm, yeah. I'm happy. And and you know the defensive defensemen of those of those pairings, if they can get you know, get at least five, four, four or five, please. <laughs> Is that a lot to ask? Scott Mayfield always has like. Did he start a, the year? Scott Mayfield started started the year with like three goals in three games or something insane like that. But but yeah, and and you know for Sorokin, it's obviously you're you're hoping he has his back to back years. His, his save percentage has been roughly roughly the same. It's just that each year has had consecutive historical uh, save percentages by another another yeah. guy. So it's just like he he just is uh, having the, if he can repeat what he's done, great. And I'd love to see him just a little like like I've said before in other pods because I think the Islanders is going to have to open up. I think that require that will mean maybe you play him a little less if you're going to have some of that Ryan Miller uh, Sabers run and gun going sure. on um do you want to do you want to talk about the pride stuff it's insane yeah yeah uh, that's uh the nhl as you probably have heard has mandated that no player wear uh no player use stick tape use rainbow stick tape or any sort of stick like tape. Indi- in- indicator as some kind of uh for some kind of cause essentially right yeah. that's that's the idea they want you to they want you to never they, never they want add, you to stick to stick to never, sports yeah man. it's it's the stick to sports rule and uh quite literally on the stick on the whoa oh wow you are wow this is this is a start this is the I'm kind of start more. this is the start that that oliver wallstrom <laughs> needs to have I was playing with my, I was playing with the the puck in my own zone a little bit, stick handle a little too much when I was talking uh, super bad before. But I, th- yeah. I think that I, I, I think that I'm, uh, I'm back on track in the third. Um, yeah, man. Uh, listen, this is fucking crazy. It really is. Like, um, it, it's so weird seeing the, uh, seeing certain players come out. So like. Like the the Ovechkin stuff, where he's just like so happy that the NHL decided to, you know, really grow a spine and not listen to uh, uh, the political public about uh, all of the gay stuff is essentially what he said. It's fucking nuts. It's like, all right, man. Like, I I, I don't know what to say to these people, right? Because like they just don't get it. And they, uh, so many people are just truly set in their ways. I it is crazy to me that there are people who are like legitimately afraid of gay people in 2023. Like, and it's not like Ovechkin's 70 years old. He's fucking not. What is he? He's not even 40. Yeah. No. It's it's asinine. I mean, and it's one of those things where the it's it's amazing how how the NHL just consistently shows its ass because it like. Uh, it, the second, the second, it reflects what the, 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 uh, the culture of the decision makers of the NHL is, which is that they'll do something that is boardroom approved and whatnot, blah, blah, blah. But if, if they feel like something might, might be bothersome to, to the, to their quote unquote core fans, 
Um, they would rather they would rather cater to literally a dying breed, um, which also I, I, I imagine there's probably, you know, I'm curious what, what the age breakdown is. But like, I feel like there's definitely more at least like Gen X, Gen X, Millennial and Zoomer fans com- like cumulatively then people are dying then older <laughs> yet, yet you're 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 still like and I, I would feel the 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 you know the support in that range i i feel like that's where a lot of the break might tend to be and and it's just that uh, it's asinine that that all this happens like the nhl they love doing the the you know if you can play they love doing all these campaigns but once they have to actually live to it they don't they, 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 they want to get the credit for it unless they can find some mealy mouth way to say like, well, we, we don't want it to take the, because of the jerseys, uh, because of the, the controversies last year or whatever, we, we don't want to distract from the, the good that that's happening in the communities by a couple. And it's like, no, no, what happened here was, was, uh, was the, I'm curious if maybe the NHLPA was involved in this because they didn't want their play, play enough players said something to, you know, yeah. they didn't want they didn't want to get exposed or something like that. It's just one of those things where if it's if it's if it's that big of a deal, then you shouldn't mind having to 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 talk about it. For if 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 fifteen minutes of wearing a, a, a and it's also like whatever, man. If you're not going to wear the jersey, then then if you want to if you want to stick out like that, like either don't do warm ups or you can you can really look like an idiot. Like it's just so it it, it 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 it's so crazy to me that that really the 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 homophobic shit is always rooted in coming from someone like I I consider myself relatively spiritual honest to God it's it's so weird that people hide behind religion for the homophobic shit man because there's so many weird contradictions that they that they'll live their lives in other ways like it's fucking mental. It really is. Uh, it's almost it, like it, they have no principles so, and they're actually is, just pieces of shit. It's so bothersome, man. It really um, is. But it's it, so and, and this is who, and, and this is who the NHL is catering to. And it's it's one of those things where but the thing is that you're already seeing blowback from some you know league or, or, or from some reporting on like the 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 company that was making the, the rainbow like stick tape has like been selling a shit ton of them. Uh, some like bunch of NHL. Shout out uh, to Scott Lawton. Yeah, he was he was he was saying like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna use the fucking stick stick tape. What are yeah. they gonna do? Yeah, and it, the, it, there's been a bunch of players too that have been super me. Like seeing Lawton was really cool because there had been some players that were like, you know, Jonathan Hu- Huberto talked about because he was the first player to ever do it. And when he was like talking about, it, he's like, yeah, you know, I still support it. Uh, you know, and then I think he gets asked like if he'd wear if he'd wear it, and he said, well, no, I don't. You know, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna get fined. And it's like. <laughs> that's not you you don't understand how these fucking words or principles fucking work yeah. and it's just it's like but the fact that that nhl players you've had a couple different um you know i, I mean it, it wasn't even uh uh connected to this and, and and you know this kind of broad definition of like we don't want we don't want to have you know culturally divisive nights quote unquote right and anthony duclair you know uh talking about how like i think i think there's a quote he said i think we're going backwards honestly he's like you know based off of this rules like you know how is this gonna like impact uh i think like black history or something like that like 
you know, he he talks. Truth about- is, they're catering to fans who don't who are, who are not interested in uh, acknowledging stuff like that. They they don't want to talk about Black history. They don't want to. Um, they they certainly aren't interested in any kind of like they they aren't the best you'll get from those people are oh I don't care if anyone is gay I just I don't want to hear about it that's yeah. that's the best you're gonna get from so them. if if, if you have best. to if you, if you have to never hear about it then that's a problem actually if you have to never share any space with that's that is a problem that's a, I, that's inherently I, a problem um, I was think I was thinking about this. Uh, and and I think obviously uh, just you know really grateful to have a brain that allows me to like critically think about these things. One, but the other thing is like you would think that people who do as much traveling and are as worldly as NHL players are would have a better perspective on this thing, man. Who meet so many different types of people? That's the thing I always think about is from being in a being in because because it's not just. The fans. It is also certain NHL players. Like it. It, it really is. Like, but, you hear... but they don't travel in the way that like we travel. Both yeah. we, we both we bands and also we like economically travel. I you know, I get that. You know what I mean? I, they are still meeting. You know, every game there are still like a handful of different people waiting out to to get autographs and shit like that. They're they're you know they walk around different cities all the time. That's the thing. It, it I agree that it isn't the same traveling that 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 we do touring and playing in a band. Absolutely, um, but at the same time, I do think that it's it's still maddening to me where it's just like you should know better. You should you should just know better but whatever i i will i'm sure it's already blowing up it's already that the, they tried to it's every time that there's there's a decision to be made they find they 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 not only make a bad decision they make a, a, a decision that you couldn't have comprehended what like what the how they thought this was going to work out how they thought this would play out yeah like really and and like i believe i believe i saw that like today we're recording this on the 11th. I believe I, I, I thought I read that like, this is national coming out day. So really great timing by the NHL on all of this. Um, and if the, if this sport continues to lag in popularity, if this gets jumped by the MLS, uh, then it deserves it. And I, you know, it's one of those things where, uh, I don't care. I, I don't make the money, but it's crazy to me that these, the people that do, are allowing for such idiot, like just, just unforced errors uh, from just uh, being, af- being afraid uh, to say, feeling like uh, saying uh, bigotry is wrong is, uh, is that that's a little bit too, too biased. That, that apparently is a bias that they don't want to show um, yeah. and engage with. So good luck, good luck growing the league. Um, I hope the Islanders win the cup and then the league folds. And I, uh, I just, uh, um, I don't know. I guess I would just probably watch more uh, Tom Green and a, a Adult Swim. Um, sure. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's let's use this as the last transition, uh, which is going to be teams you're curious to see around the league. Um. All right. Let me just let 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 me let me think about this. And and we'll do after this. We'll we'll just do the quick the the little record prediction between now and next week. Oh sure, um, interesting. We I forgot we used to do that all the time. Um, 
let me look. Okay. Obviously, any new listeners uh, know that I'm an Avalanche fan. Uh, may come as a shock, but I've I've supported them since I was young. Sickening. Um, I love I, I I love the Islanders. I grew up. My dad, biggest Islander fan I know around Islander fans. I I consider myself as much of a an Islander fan as an Avalanche fan. It's crazy, I know, but um, since I was uh, twelve and could afford twelve, whatever, fourteen, fifteen, could afford the NHL center ice. I I've watched like sixty games from each team every year. Um. Okay, that being said, I'm excited to see Jonathan Drouin on the Avalanche. Uh, he got his first point, by the way. Very cool stuff. Uh, I, I, I think they're going to be a fun team to watch. And I think that if we didn't have this little back and forth on the pod, I think you might agree as well that they would be a fun – they're a fun, good team. You just um, fucking – you just burnt – you burnt one of you burnt one of your teams to, to, that you're looking forward to on, on – ugh. What, what, burnt? What are, you ta- what are you talking about? You wasted one of the teams that you picked on that. Oh. oh, well, I mean, I'm excited to, I'm very excited to watch them. Um, uh, okay. Let me, I think that the Jets are an interesting team uh, because they've got a little bit of Islanders kind of uh, vibe to them from national media kind of thing where it's and they, like, and they uh, just committed to their guys. Like their yeah. guys are, are, are locked in. I love that too. I really do. I I I I like the uh no one likes to play for this team. These guys are on the move. And they just sign big contracts and it's like, well, these guys stink anyway. That that's kind of got an Islanders thing to it. Yeah, yeah. It's just, sure. So Oh yeah. Well, yeah, and similarly, like with Shifley, like Shifley staying. Oh, is he is he even that good still? Right, right. Or, yeah, like, yeah, you yeah. know, that that's one of the, the it's like the attitude. You have a lot of comparables, you have help. You have Hellebuck Sorokin, like those are. There's a lot. There's a lot there. Um, but but, uh, you know, yeah, I agree. Uh, uh, I'll I'll do the West first. I'll let you do the West, then I'll do the East. Let you do the East. My other West team is the Blackhawks, who I watched last night, and like it's just it's it's literally just because of Bedard and like Taylor Hall too. Don't get me wrong. Um, because uh. <laughs> What an interesting, uh, what an career. interesting career this guy's had, man. Really, really, you you feel bad, but at the same time, like I do think that he's just, I don't know, I do, I, I feel a little bit bad for him. I um, I, th- I think if he should have gone to the Islanders, so when he when he's had he, chances before, that's so. that's one that I believe that was like I believe that the Islanders legitimately chose Kyle Palmieri over him, and I think that he was fully ready and willing to go to the Islanders. I think it was Islanders or Bruins and no matter what, he was going to be happy because he would get to play with Everly. And like, that was the height of like, Islanders going to win the Stanley cup among like national national media. And that during that era, um, but, uh, Blackhawks, man, just Bedard, uh, obviously the, the organization is, uh, disgusting in a lot of ways, but, uh, from a pure, I want to watch this guy play hockey perspective. I've watched, uh, I watched the game last night, and I watched the uh, the highlight of his first goal. I was teaching guitar while it was happening, but um, yeah, I, I I think that he's going to be so special and so much fun to watch. Uh, but yeah, that's that's my. And you know what? I'm I'm you know the the Abs are playing the Kings right now. They are kind of they're kind of an interesting team too. They really are. We're not going to talk about every team, although that's a good transition because sure. I was going to say 
the Kings are an interesting team because like first they get uh what was the move? They got um what's his Pierre name? Luc Dubois. Before, last year they had gotten um oh. uh 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 Deneau? Yeah. Yeah, they got Deneau and and then they got like Pierre Luc Dubois. So it's like this is a team that has like deliberate like okay they are built like it's interesting it's been a slow burn but now this feels like a team that just needs a goalie and and there hasn't been like an la team i think that you've come into i guess last year maybe because they they had signed to know you were like but i think i think they weren't viewed as a lock to make the playoffs it was like it's going to depend on how they play that was the oh here's the step they're now pushing towards being competitive and yeah so they made a jump and i think like that's always fascinating to see interesting and and you know what not a really like in the grand scheme of things they win the cup in uh uh 2014 most recently Mm -hmm. less than 10 years ago and they go through a rebuild and i think that they're legitimately good again not not maybe you know the the fucking powerhouse that that era of the kings were but um yeah, they're interesting. They're interesting. I'm, I'm, I am fascinated with their coach as well. Who just like every stop that he's been on, I think the the Edmonton stop was weird. Obviously, just but I feel like that's the case for most yeah. people. Um, but yeah. So other than Kings, what do you I got? think I think uh, the Coyotes again. You know, uh, my my in laws live literally walking distance. It, it's oh. it's it's twelve minutes from from uh, the, the stadium. College. That I'm that we're, that we're like back at at their 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 house, um, and and uh, the fact like okay, you have the arena side of things. I'm still not it's still not clear. It seems like I, I can't know. I can't tell if they've rallied a bit with that or if they've just been PR spinning it as if they have. I'm not sure if it's yeah. just like a, it's just a flesh wound type situation going on <laughs> over there, or if they actually if they actually are making progress. Um, always love you know the small town teams um matt dumba filipino lad over there right. I'm, I'm hyped for him um and uh it's they're they're an interesting team because so you have up front it seems like things are actually starting to shore up they, yeah, have... they got zach cassian they got um <laughs> oh, go <Well>, <laughs> they've, they've got Ke- keller's been locked in there they've got yeah. they've got um Cooley, Logan Cooley. Logan Cooley has been ripping it up. They Matticelli, something like I forgot. I forgot his. I forgot his name. There's a M. Shelley, something. There's a. They have a really great playmaking forward um, mm-hmm. that they got. Um, and like, so it seems like they have some stuff going on there. They have Gelch. Oh, uh, um, no, something. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah, that, that was a situation. They yeah, um. Yeah. But 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 the defense, something that was said on Thirty Two Thoughts, they don't have a defenseman signed for next season. So Matt Dumba signed no one because I remember I was listening to that at the gym today. Yeah. Um, and and I was like, but didn't Matt Dumba just sign? So I guess he just signed a one year then, huh? Well, because the whole thing is with him is that so technically he he in that he can defer to having stats in the past, right? But uh-huh. he he hasn't had like a, a legitimately good offensive season in like four or five years, and it's it's directly correlated with like a fight that he got into that fucked up his shoulder and he's never scored as much again. And, right. and so it feels like, okay, he's like, no one believes me, but 
the the coyotes need a defenseman so and and they need to burn money so this is a good and if i uh, yeah yeah if i if i step up in the play a couple times it's not no one yeah 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 and either this works and it's also like if if it's the last if it's the last time he makes that much annually then he made that much in a year you know and and right because to me the thing is even if his his shoulders fucked and so his off like his release isn't as good or whatever He's like his attitude, his style. Don't don't you see him? He could at least transition. You know, this would be great. Like if if you know you have to pivot your game, he feels like he'd be a bit of like a good Travis Hamonic. Yeah, I, I I agree. Like, listen, the reason that I always like I'm like Matt Domba is because he played for the fucking Wild. Um, so to see him in a different jersey will be nice because he's 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 always been a, a good player that's interesting to watch. Um, but I hate the Wilds uh, almost as much as I hate the Rangers. Um, and and I guess my third team is the uh, the the Stars, also Filipino, Jason Robertson, but but more for the fact of uh, they're a team that's interesting to me. They they you know they they have an old guard that is still they have they have a changing of the guard that is happening in real time from the Jamie Ben Tyler Sagan era to the Jason Robertson, Miro Heiskanen era. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Jake Ottinger. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and to that end, it, so it's interesting because uh, it feels like they really need to make it happen soon because, well, I don't know. I, it, it's They only have those guys well, for so thing, long. Right? Yeah. And, that's and the thing, like you said, it's like the change. So The change um, and, and are those guys going to be it's all it's it's all interconnected, right? Like, are those guys going to be pr- productive enough? If they are, if they are, okay, okay, great. Then then maybe this is like a uh, this could be a last dance for for those guys, not the entire team, but like for that that uh, line of guys. Or if they're bad, it becomes like a a, a, a double whole boy situation uh, because they're eating up a lot of salary cap, and so. And the owner yeah. can the owner can only talk shit about them in the, <laughs> to the newspaper so many times. My my thing with the stars is I kind of think they're a bit of a an international delusion. Like okay. Elliot Friedman has them as a cup contender. I don't know, man. Like I I just I I think that like they are deeply flawed. I don't think that Ottinger is like. I think he's good, right? I, I think it's a thing where like he he had a really good playoff. I guess yeah. He, I, he had, I don't know. He, he had one really good playoff, and it feels like he was living off that for a bit. He, it felt like he was decent last year. I think or, he had okay. one really good game last year in the playoffs too. But the, the but he also got picked apart. That was when they lost. Yeah. That was one of the things that was. I I think they're a bit of a delusion in the sense of like more about the old guys outside of Joel Pavelski. Um, oh, I love Pavelski. He's awesome, yeah, man. I, I do, I do. I think that he's like a guy that you know. And I think the, I do think that they've got you know. Obviously, Robertson's great, and and you know, I just, but I, I just thought I do not see like. Obviously, I'm of the mindset that it's like hockey is very. You get in, who knows what the fuck happens. Um, and I do think they're good enough to get in, but like I don't think that they're up there with the fucking like when people say. I I'm sympathetic to the idea that like people people you know people who watch hockey even from afar go 
I can see the Leafs uh, being a championship team. Like, fine, I get why you say that. Um, I don't agree with you, but I get why you say that. But the stars, like, you're going to put the, you know, like, Avs, Leafs, Oilers, Knights, stars? I don't see it. Islanders? Islanders, for sure. Islanders. But, but um, yeah. Um, and, and I guess we don't we don't need to get into our, our teams to watch in the East because they're they're chumps. They're all chumps. If I'm going to pick one, I'd pick the Senators because they're sick freaks. Yeah, and if if I had to if I had to pick one that wasn't the Senators cuz I do I did I do like uh those those freaks. This is just for the the freak show of of a of a year that that uh Philly might have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, they're and I I I like watching John Tortorella teams, man. Um so looking at the schedule, I mean Looks like there's only there might only be two games between. Well, I think I think before we do two our and next two and oh. before we do oh, our next deluxe episode, so it, it skips a week. So so the games that we'd have to kind of keep in mind from two weeks from today is the twenty fourth, right? Wow, yeah. look who they play on the twenty fourth. Is it the Avs? I was thinking oh, yeah. about going to that game. Yeah, I, I might be at that game, Mike. I might, I might be at that game. Last so, time. So I went say, last year. You know what I wore, right? You wore a black shirt. I saw you. I, I, yeah, I, I, wore, I wore a I, plain black shirt. I, I checked in on you. I checked in on you. <laughs> you, you wanted to make sure everything was... <laughs> you, yeah. I was just checking yeah. out to see how you were doing, which is, which is legal to do. <laughs> you, Yeah, you came at me like very high and very aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, so the first four games. So Sabres... The, the the week at the the first two home games against the Sabers and and Coyotes, the mm-hmm. Devils, and then uh, the the Sabers again, but in Buffalo on the twenty first. Okay, so th- is that f- four games or five games? That's four. Okay, because you you're not counting the Avs one. Because I figure I figure that'll be the next. We'll do the deluxe one right. before that because we're gonna need that one to be long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, basically. I mean, you know, I love I love these predictions because I usually just say four no or whatever it is a no. But uh I I think they're gonna win this home opener. Um it's gonna set the tone it's gonna set the tone for the beginning of the year. I think uh I think the Coyotes is a dub. I think these Sabres the people are people are you know, the people think the Sabres are a team that's like, oh they, they can sneak in. Yeah, I don't see it yet. Um and then and then the Devils, that's one where it's like, okay, if they go three oh and one or if they went three and one, I could see the loss coming to the Devils. Um yeah. or but, I could see I could see three and for me it's two one and one or three three and one. And mm-hmm. I think because uh, I'm choosing to believe. Um and uh I think that the one could possibly be the the second Buffalo game because that's that's also back to back. So like if they if they beat the Devils, they'll they'll be sure. riding a high and they'll be. I mean, yeah, it's still early in the season, but it's also like the Sabers do have a lot of good pieces. And in yeah. this in this hypothetical, wow, Markstrom stinks, huh? <laughs> he stinks. I, what's the uh? That's that's a team, the uh, the fucking flames, man. You, but you, you, but yeah, so I, that's that's what I'm thinking. I'm gonna be 
I'm going to be at the home opener. I haven't bought my ticket yet, but I will buy it. Um, I, I have band practice out in Huntington from 12 to four. So I'm going to just go to the game on the way home. Um, I'm going to be at the game and I'm going to be at the game uh, against uh, the Coyotes. And I believe I have a ticket to the game on the 20th against the Devils, but cannot go because uh, mm. I'm playing a show. Um, so, but uh, uh, yeah. And cool. Come to games. I, I have a half season. So if, uh, if you're listening to this and you're going to games, feel free to DM us and be like, yo, are you going to be at the game or whatever? Yeah. Um, I'll probably be tweeting about it that day when I'm going to a game. But uh, I go I go to significantly less games than Desmond, but I am going to try and make it to like, you know, game a month ish. We should try to. Yeah, I mean, we should try to do a a, a, a live a live pregame pod from the tiny the high- mic. Tiny, tiny mic questions. Tiny the, the tiny mic desk and and that that's uh, that's that's Mike's nickname Tiny Mike. Oh, <laughs> yes. All right. We got to end Crushed the fucking pot and we got to edit that out. No, okay. So again, <laughs> folks, this has been through the island. Listen to our bands, follow us, review us so that we that we pop up more um and I, we're going to uh, I'm I'm sure after the uh after the pride talk we'll probably get a lot of uh down- yeah, uh, you know, the pod's pretty good until it got a little political. Yeah. Well, it's going to keep getting that way, baby. Uh, yeah. Let's go, Islanders. Uh, let's go, Islanders. 18, 18, 82 and 0. <laughs> and then 16 and 0? And then 16 and 0. Um, or, or 16 and 1, so that way they can win the cup on home ice. Yeah, they, they spot them. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> um, that's it. We'll talk to you guys uh, next week. Later.